Hey, good day, everybody. This is Emar Silver 2. Welcome to another edition of the original Free Kick. We're recording this day of the game. Usually we do it a little bit before the contest, but things happen, and we're doing it on October 30th, the same day that Atlanta United hosts Toronto. So before we get into the specifics of the game, as always, follow everything that we do under Mothership, the sportsinquire.net, primary site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Under Sports Choir, that's all one word. Do a search on there, and you will be able to keep track of everything that we have going on. And then finally, you can head to the our audio and video host, such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, its subsidiary Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You go to either one of those, you'll be able to get our show in visual or audio form. And you'll be able to see everything that we have going on. So as I mentioned, we're going to preview tonight's contest between Atlanta United and Toronto. Uh, both teams come into the contest looking to conclude the regular season on a positive note for a variety of reasons. But let's start with Atlanta United. They come into the contest in sixth place in the Eastern Conference with 46 points. And they're coming off of a 2-1 victory over Inter-Miami CF on Wednesday, October 27th. Here is goalkeeper and captain Brad Guzan on that victory and how important it was for the team as it progresses through the conclusion of a regular season. The first half, uh, obviously the, the adjustment at halftime, I think made a, a huge difference for us in the Miami game. And then, you know, the second half, we were, we were great. Um, and then obviously the last five minutes, 10 minutes, um, in those moments, we still have to be better. Um, I understand that teams throw numbers forward. We get that. We understand that. But we still be we still have to be able to defend situations and, and understand what's happening on the field because even the save in the second half late in the game, it's 4v2 on the back post. Um, and so those moments, we, we need to do a better job of, of recognizing those and, and seeing them out. You know, even with that victory, that included a second half goal by Joseph Martinez to give the team the, the two to one lead. Defensively, some lapses took place in the contest, including in the 89th minute when Christian McCoon was able to deliver a cross from the left side of the box to Robbie Robinson. And he was given a free header at the edge of the six yard box and required Brad Guzan to make a quick reactionary save to push the save to the side. As a matter of fact, Guzan made a diving attempt and was able to get the ball to preserve the two to one victory. So even with that victory, you saw some defensive issues take place uh, with the team. Here is Guzan at practice yesterday on the team looking to tighten up its uh, defensive back line. You go back and look at the sequence for the save. and We, we watch it this morning, uh, but it starts with a free kick for me. We go long. We lose it. Sorry. We lose it come out the other side they come down they get out of a, a he's facing the sideline at midfield back heels it through someone's legs goes down they get a thing they get a cross off ball goes back out recirculated and then back down again um but understanding that in that moment maybe we don't need to have one of our center midfielders or one of our, our outside midfielders jump out and try and press a left center back or the left wing back who is 30 yards inside their own half. Maybe we just hold our shape and, and we stay compact and not give up the space and, and have spatial awareness um, to be able to deal with those situations. You go back to the free kick against New York City, and that, that happened. 
now there's a gap between our midfielders and our back line and understanding that that's a dangerous space that once players from the opposition get in there with the ball, a lot of options open up for them and, and they're not good options for us. And here is manager of Atlanta United, Gonzalo Pineda, on that on the team working on their defensive back line and uh, dealing with uh, the opponent's attack on offense. So, uh, we just reflect on that. I told them it's sometimes not a film review, it's a film reflection. And, and we were asking questions and, and we were like saying, okay, how we can do better here? How we can solve this situation? Uh, give me three options. And then they start to talk, okay, we can do this, we can do that. We can, and, and some good, good discussions there, good, good arguments about how we want to defend certain areas. So that one in particular, we check that, that clip. Uh, and yes, it's about how do we protect. But before that play, uh, we just give away the ball very easily. And so that's always the combination. We always see the final part of the clip, but we don't reflect on what we can do better on the ball. So keep keep possession, keep possession. We don't lose the ball. We don't need to defend inside the box. We, we need to we need to attack. And so it's, it's those key moments. It's offensively and defensively always the balance. But in particular in that one, yes, the recovery runs they have to be had to. It, we have to do better on those. But you know, a big part of that has been Guzan. He's had a very strong season. He had his ninth clean sheet of the season, the last time Atlanta played Toronto. And currently he is second in Major League Soccer in safe percentage at 76.11%, slightly behind Colorado's William Yarborough at 76.56%. So Guzan's been done a very good job of keeping the ball out of the net. And that's included dealing with the defensive formation that we've seen a three-man back line, four-man back line, even a five-man back line at certain points of the season. We saw a four-man and a five-man just alone in that Miami contest. Here is Guzan on whether the formation is a factor in his defensive efforts. No, it, to me, it doesn't matter. It, it For me, what matters most is how the guys feel in front of me, how they feel in terms of being comfortable, in terms of understanding their roles and responsibilities and how it changes from a back five to a back four. Talk about, you know, going back and talking about to your first question about understanding situations in the back four, we talked about at halftime, not both, you know, both fullbacks can't be going forward at the same time in the back four. Well, there were times in the second half we're playing the back four and both fullbacks are flying forward and our two center backs are standing back there. Like, what are we doing? Um, so having the understanding of, of what changes tactically, from five to four or four to five. Yeah, so he's been able to adjust on the fly with a lot of of injuries and also guys on availability on that back line for a variety of reasons, whether it's been international commitments with Miles Robinson with Team USA during their World Cup qualifying efforts this uh, season or injury. And that includes Santiago Sosa, who will once again be unavailable for the team for tonight's contest. And uh, that's just a, a bad deal uh, for Atlanta. But they do carry a three-match win streak, or unbeaten streak, into tonight's match. And even with the, uh, the the injuries of Sosa and unavailability, here is Pineda on the team working on its shape and formation just throughout this season. Broken in our shape, that's what I would say. At times we were attacking, trying to attack in the in, in the last part of the field, in the final third, but then we were unprotected for transition, and that was one of the main things. The other one is our back line, how high, how low, when they were trying to get in behind, they got 
couple times even the penalty came out of that sequence of being maybe too high at times. We talk about our principles of timing, when to drop back, when to stay high. Uh, so we reflect on that today on the film. Um, and a couple of individual actions, but uh, overall I like the mentality of the team. We were always trying to attack, which is something that I praise the team for that for doing that. Uh, I really like when we are trying to be on the front foot, home or away, we try to be on the front foot, always trying to dictate the tempo of the game. And yes, at times there might be teams that, like Inter Miami, did a great job in their game plan and they might expose our areas in transition. Yes, but I prefer that rather than parking the balls, staying low and then go for transition. Uh, I don't think we are that type of team or I don't want us to be that type of team. Obviously, we have also good transition. That doesn't mean at times when we are defending because the position is good in possession, we cannot have good transition moments. But overall, I want us to dominate more in the attacking half, being dominating and, and controlling the, the game, which for me is being in the attacking half and then create chances. And if we lose the ball, we counter press, regain the ball and trying to attack again. That for me is c controlling the game. Uh, so we are we are trying to do that every game, and that's what I want. Uh, the second half with the adjustments, the tactical adjustments look better. More players around Joseph to catch some some passes, some connections there. The goal from Joseph Kenner, a very good build-up that we actually train, a good pattern that we trained the other day uh, with uh, with uh, our wing backs trying to find inner passes, and 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 it came like that. So uh, it's it's. Uh, it was a, a good sensation after the film. Yeah, so it'll be an adjustment for the team without Sosa and having to work around that. And Toronto, C, uh, Toronto FC comes into the contest 13th place in the Eastern Conference. They were eliminated earlier in the season from qualification of the MLS playoffs. And they're coming off a 2-2 draw against the Philadelphia Union on Wednesday and are currently on a four-match ma winless streak. Uh, so Toronto, they are—they're not doing well in MLS play. They do have a matchup against Pacific FC this upcoming Wednesday in the Canadian Championship semifinals. So th maybe that's a factor in what their lineup will look like. Maybe preserving some players for that competition the, for the Canadian Cup. So we'll see what happens there. As far as the match between uh, Atlanta and Toronto, Atlanta holds a 3-4 and 3 lifetime record against Toronto. Uh, they will go for the season sweep tonight with with will be a it's a third and final meeting between the two teams. Atlanta won the first leg of the of their three series uh 1-0 on August 18th at home. They followed up with a victory at Toronto uh 2-0 on October 16th for its first victory in franchise history at BMO Field. And with this victory, Atlanta will put itself in a very good spot as far as clinching a spot in the Audi MLS Cup playoffs. As I mentioned already, they are in sixth place in the standings with 46 points. They are above the cut line. Remember, the top seven teams of the Eastern Conference makes the playoffs. So Atlanta currently sits in sixth place at 46 points. DC United is at seventh with 44 points. And at eighth place, first spot out of the playoffs, is New York, the Red Bulls, and Montreal. Both those teams have 43 points. So that's very, if Atlanta could get a victory over Toronto, they'll put themselves in a very good position not only to secure a playoff spot, but the top four teams in the 
Eastern Conference gets a first round home playoff game. And if you look above the fourth and fifth, fourth place is NYCFC at 47 points. And Atlanta is only one point out of that spot. So that's a very crucial contest for Atlanta to try to secure a postseason spot and even get a first round playoff game. And that concludes our edition of Original Free Kick, previewing tonight's contest between Atlanta and Toronto. As always, go to the sportsinquire.net to see all the stuff that we have going on. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the Sports Inquire. And then finally, you can head to our audio and video hosts such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts under the Sports Inquire. Until next time, good fight, good night, and be safe.